With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, so today is September 7th, 2015, and we are on AC class number six. So how has your week been going? Um, pretty good. I, You know, after last week, I was feeling like I was really connecting much better and listening. This week... I was trying some of your hooved animals. I didn't. I only posted one. The other ones I just did on my own. And I don't know what it was, but I again, I wasn't getting what I call messages as much as a sense of feeling. And I don't know. I just got like um, discouraged because it was like I most of the time, two, you usually ask three questions. I got two of them right. But it seemed like the one that was the big one, the one that really needed to show if I was getting communication, that was the one that I either got maybe partially right a little or not at all. But again, you know, it's me. I want, you know, those other students are writing so much and I'm barely getting, usually I get the gist of the matter, but it's so little. So I'm like, okay, I just have to keep at it. The other thing I'm going to do, which I keep saying I'm going to do, but I really have scheduled myself up, I think I need to, in order to do this, really not make a big deal about practicing and just do it every day and not just just really force myself. That's what I'm going to do the rest of our weeks together is get it so I'm doing it every day um, and see if that makes a difference. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, experiencing a little of this every day is what you're after, whether you get confirmation or not. Okay. I used to do okay. mentoring sessions with my own animal family. Okay, because mm-hmm. at that time I was finding it challenging to continually find people whose animals I could practice with. And so when I had nobody scheduled for every day for two weeks straight, I did do a stint with my own animals. I, I said to them, "Okay, I am going to pose one question, and I'm going to go around and practice my listening skills for to each one of you." And sometimes the animals had similar things to say. Sometimes one of my animal family would have something completely different. I just yeah. practiced my listening. And, yeah, sure, there was parts of it was like, is this right? I hope so. But, you know, I kind of got, after a while, it was like, you know what, I'm just listening. I'm not critiquing yeah. or evaluating. I'm just listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, many of those students who are on the Facebook page have had additional training and or they've been at it for a couple years or so. So right. don't, you know, if it helps you to not even period read their answers to one another, if you know you go down the path of judging yourself to apples to oranges anyway, even though you really can't because everybody's on the unique path, if you fall in that trap, don't put yourself in the trap. Don't read them. Only allow yourself to read my answer. Yeah, I think after I got, I did like three last night, and after it, I got to the point it was like, you know what, I can't do this anymore because I'm back judging myself again. Um, Even when I was Mostly, you know, as I said, if there's three questions, if I'm getting consistently two right all the time and not, well, I say fudging it like it's really true that it's right, um, then really I need to just get yours and go from there. Oh, my goodness, yes, two out of three is fantastic. (laughs) You know, that's really good. But those people, they were really getting all three right, so I'm like, okay. And, And now you know their background. 
Yeah. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, it's fine. We do ourselves such an injustice when we compare ourselves and our, our personal journeys with others. Yeah, so yeah. do that. <laughs> and you did do fantastic last, last week. You deserve to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> and I did try to talk to Hershey again to find out about why his shoulder was injured because, okay. you know, I couldn't get that. And I still can't get that. What I got was he was running, he ran into a, he got hurt on a fence. But I think that was my, I kept going back to him asking, or her, I can't remember, it was a male or female pig, and I just didn't get anything. I think that was me projecting that. So, And I find those are the questions where I think where it's really putting it out there for me. It's, I struggle with those questions that I get discouraged. Because even on, like, the hooved animals, the one, trying to think which one, there was one that um, I was like, shoot, this is the kind of question I always miss. I don't hear. so Or I don't get a sense. And I don't, I don't know if I'm, I panic and that's what blocks it. Because I don't get any, I mean, it literally is total quiet. There's just nothing coming in. So. Okay. Now, what type of question, if you could categorize, what, what type sets you off? I guess there's one where it's really wide open. Like, for instance, when you ask about, like, the animals, what do they like to do, even though it is wide open, it's not as wide open. There's there's usually categorically a f- certain amount of things that most ant- dogs or cats whatever do. At least in my head, it is. But like when they were asking, um, like the ram, why was the ram, you know, butting the back of the car? That was like, well, sh- see, I have no experience in that. You know, totally. I guess that's what it is. Don't know about the or bighorn sheep. I don't know what a bighorn sheep, why it ran, you know. And the first thing in my head that went through was, okay, socially, what do bighorn sheep do kind of thing, rather than staying quiet and listening for the answer from the okay. sheep. Okay, well, good to know what it is you're doing, and that's what's standing in your way. You're looking for something that will take you down the path of getting a response that makes sense. Remember, yes. all of this is outside your mind. This is in the animal's mind, and you're just yeah. listening to what they say. So just know that that's one of your personal struggles at this point. It's eventually okay. going to shift and fall away. These things always do. Rarely is a being ever plagued their entire life for you know with an issue. Usually these things shift and change naturally or even drop away. So okay. don't, don't get too hung up on it. Um, look at the practice perhaps as like play. If you reframe yeah. it by going into that perspective, you know what, I'm playing. I'm playing with my intuition. I'm playing with these animals. I'm writing down, you know, for myself, for sure, live on the board, whatever, it's a little more comfortable, you know, um, and I'm just seeing what happens. I'm playing. Maybe put a little less stress on yourself. That might help. This is about you fighting you, Mary, and about you giving yourself the space that you require in order to relax into this. And only you can give yourself the relaxation. So give yourself permission to play. Okay. Keep it, keep it light and fun. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe that's it, too. I, do, I did like three because I don't consider them as hard as, like when you and I work together and we keep okay. probing animals. But, you know, I wonder if it's like, okay, that's too many in a row for me because then 
I start fussing, like, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, you know what? Do one or two of them then. Yeah. Okay? And if you only want to post the answers to one or two on the board, fine. If you don't want to post any of them live, that's fine, too. Just evaluate yourself based on what you did do. Or just pick one. Or pick yeah. the one that you want to ask the animal. Yeah. You know? Set yourself up for success. You know already what certain things kind of get in your way, you know, yes. certain types of questions, etc. So you know what? Leave those for another day. Do the ones that you feel you can be successful on so that you can get your, you know, you can see your confidence build because you're getting those right. And then when you're ready for a challenge later on, incorporate more of those other types of questions you've been putting off to the wayside into your life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Try that. I will. All right. So um, what practice were you able to do outside of the Facebook page? Did you get to do anything with your own animals or other people's animals? Um, I, I cannot. I had tried my own animals. I cannot get anything from them. I mean, even a bit, like just sitting there. Now I'm staring, looking at them, my, especially my one dog always is staring at me like she wants to talk to me. I mean, really, um, I... But I get nothing. Literally, quite, I don't get an impression. Um, it just, I won't say it drives me crazy, and maybe that's part of the block now. But I have tried on and off at different times, and I just can't. Um, I don't know if you have any suggestions. Um, what kind of questions are you asking? Are you asking ones you think you know the answers to, or are they totally wide open? Mine are wide open. Like, what do you want to tell me? What I want to tell you is try this technique. Try asking them about their memories of their past lives. Or okay. about their memories of what it's like on the other side. Okay. I want you to ask questions you have basically zilch information on. Okay. So you can practice the art of listening to however they perceive the other side. Okay. Okay. Really, listening really is an art. Am I willing to sit and listen to whatever they have to say, no matter how crazy it sounds, you know, okay. and no matter that nobody can confirm it for me, the art of listening is a skill in and of itself, separate from animal communication. It's part of the AC world, but it, in itself, it's really its own thing. So try that with your animal family. I think you'll find you'll start hearing things. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right, anything else that's on your mind? Nope. I think that's um, that's it. Okay, cool. So let's go ahead and work with some animals that are up for adoption. So I sent you four yes. pictures earlier this morning. So what I want to say about rescue animals is this. It's really awesome to communicate with an animal that's up for adoption, regardless of the species, dog, cat, horse, bird, etc. because when you start asking them questions about what they seek in an ideal forever home, not only do you get to hear their response, but the universe also listens to their reply. And with the universe listening, that's awesome because it sends out ripple energy, if you will, to the universe as the universe listens, and it puts into motion more often than not that which the animal is telling you about. It attracts what they're seeking yeah. without you doing very much, without the animal doing very much. Um, so stop me if I already told you this story, but when I was doing animal communication pro bono free sessions for the MSBCA of upstate New York when I lived in back in New York, I would go in 
and the director of the rescue shelter would tell me, I want you to communicate with these animals. Almost all the dogs and cats she picked were ones that were um, older animals or they were animals who'd been at their shelter for months or even a year or more, and they really wanted to get them out. They were a tiny shelter, and they hated euthanizing. Um, So I spoke with these animals. After about three weeks, she approached me. She says, my God, Danielle, I can't believe it. You're helping these animals get adopted. I said, oh, what's happening? And she said, the animals that you're talking with, even animals, cats, that cat, she gave me an example of one that had been there for a year. I talked with it, and within a week's time, people were in, they were attracted to the cat, and they adopted her. Wow. And it wasn't like the director said, oh, we had an AC or talk to this cat, and this cat wants X, Y, Z. Right. The trend was the universe was listening. Now, at the time, I was in awe because I'd never heard another AC or ever say, hey, talking to an animal helps get them adopted. So that was totally an eye-opening experience for me. And then um, just a couple years ago, I actually heard Penelope Smith talking on the topic. She said the similar. She would teach her uh, communication one-day classes in the shelter atmosphere, and during the lunch break, she'd actually have students go and talk with the animals and ask them what they wanted forever home. And then, you know, the shelter staff at the end of her day would tell her how many animals she got adopted, and, of course, she told her class. And they would find every time Penelope was there and the students would talk to the animals, adoption rates increased. Wow, that's awesome. And a lot of times these animals, unless they're specifically asked, hey, do you want to live with adults, another dog, another cat? What kind of interaction do you want in your forever home? Do you need a lot of exercise? Are you a good dog with just a yard, or is it imperative you go on walks and hikes or playtime with other dogs? Unless these animals are asked, oftentimes they don't think about it. And if they're not thinking about it, they're not actively putting out that vibration out into their world. But the moment you ask, the vibration because their answer goes with it, arrives. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh-huh. I just thought it was awesome that they their words could be heard so that people coming in, you know, they could make a better match. Because, as I said, I have one colleague that adopted a dog. It had been given back three or four times because the, the homes were all the wrong match. So um, I just thought on that level, forgetting all about the whole sending your intention out to the universe, which animals would too. So, wow. Uh-huh. And sometimes our animal friends have particular ones in mind. There was a golden retriever who had, there was nothing wrong with her, and yet the, the director of that same shelter was like, Danielle, can you please talk to this dog? She's been adopted out twice, and I just don't get it. The first family said they just didn't jive with her. The second one gave the excuse that she bit their child, and I can't imagine this dog doing that. So I talked with the dog, and the dog was like, no, I didn't bite their child. I feel that they just made up an excuse and lied to get me returned. And I want to go to a home with an older woman where there's another dog who I is older, a senior dog, ideally black in color. I mean, the dog was very specific. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and where I could kind of lean on that extra dog as, as my rock. And I want to be a quiet home. Well, doesn't the director say, I can't believe you just got all that from that dog. There is an older woman who has another older black dog who has been visiting the older retriever for the past week every day because she doesn't know if she really wants to adopt the dog or not. She doesn't know if she wants a second dog in her life. But she's been, ado- she's been visiting this golden. And the second time the golden got adopted, she came in and she was bummed that the dog got adopted. So I think I'm going to give her a call and let her know this dog is back if she's interested. Well, this woman who she described, don't you know, happened to be an acquaintance of mine who lived down the street and it's like one day I saw this same golden retriever out there I was like, oh, I guess it ended well. She adopted the dog. Wow. <laughs> so it was like, you know... 
sometimes asking them, well, moves things into motion, even when the director in this case was willing to hear the specifics. So. Well, and this is off topic, so if it's too off topic, tell me. When you, like, how did you first, because it is something I would like to do as part of everything I'm doing is do pro bono for, like, did you go, and my daughter in California worked for, um, the she volunteered for, I don't know, which, the ASPCA, and she said their workers would sit around, and which I find is interesting, because mind you, this was San Francisco, where I think Penelope Smith is or whatever, um, one of them is. And anyway, the workers would say, boy, it's too bad we can't talk to the dogs and find out what they really want. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. So my question is, did you just go to this director and go, hey, I'm an animal communicator. Do you know what that is? I'd like to, you know what I mean? Or was the director familiar with animal communicators? So here's what I did. I sent a letter out to many multiple shelters and rescues in my area offering my pro bono services. Okay. I didn't back from any of them. I probably sent out probably seven to ten. And okay. I was I was bummed out. Now, a whole year later, I get a phone call from a gal from one of the, the shelters that I had, which ended up being the shelter MSPCA, and she's like, I see you're, you, we have a volunteer application for you. I see you're, you're offering something called animal communication. And, well, I don't know what that is, but I see you do Reiki as well. Can you come in? Our director's open to energy work. Will you do Reiki one of the cats? So I said, sure. So I came in and did it on one of the cats, and they were very pleased. Apparently they gave me a cat who normally bites everybody, and I didn't know that. They gave it to me in the middle of the room on a table, and I else to back and watch. <laughs> that was totally cool. Meanwhile, I'm also picking up information and I'm relaying it out loud. I said, listen, I do AC work as well, and here's what the cat's telling me in case anybody's open-minded to hearing it. And, you know, they were, per- they were, they were amazed. They were really- so anyway, the director was part of that group of okay. living. And she said to me afterwards, she's like, I know what animal communication is. Now, she wasn't the one who had pulled the volunteer file, but she said, do you want to come in and do this? Now, at the time they did receive my file, a different director was in place who obviously AC work didn't resonate with. So you never know when people are open and ready, but you can certainly offer your services. So a whole year later, I finally got what I wanted working with a shelter. Sure. Wow. Yep. Um, Something you can do on your own that you don't need the approval of a shelter, all animals that are up for adoption are free game to speak to, and you can find them on PetFinder.com. That's where I have all these animals today. Um, Okay. I use them for my students all the time. I used it when I was searching for my own particular ideal chihuahua. I talked to many dogs on there to find the right personality. Okay. And can you give me again, because I couldn't find in my notes, I was going to go through the our conversations. The name of that website where the woman is an ACer and she organ people put dogs up to, or animals up to talk to people. Yes, it's Paws Talk. Let me let me Google for it real quick. I know it'll come right up. I've done it enough. Um, okay, so her website is PawsTalk.net. When you go to Lisa Larson's website, go underneath Resources, which is one of the tabs at the top, and you'll see AC Practice Forum. That's where you want to go. Okay, it's Lisa Larson? Yeah, but go, go to her website, which is okay. PauseTalk, all, you know, two okay. words together, dot net. All right, and then I look under Resources? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and the forum is there. And it'll, okay. It'll take you to her forum. 
All right. Because I'm starting to try to write. There's a Yahoo group that they made me join, but I haven't heard back from them. So anyway, I thought, okay, I need to start doing that too. So I just got to get practice all over the place. That's what I've decided. Yeah, but don't make it a chore for yourself. Okay. Make it light and fun. Keep it fun. If, you're, if, it's not, if something doesn't become fun anymore, we tend not to want to do it. Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. Anything else on your mind? No. This is all very helpful, though. Yes. Okay. So um, of these four animals, who do you want to work with? Um, I thought because I have not worked with a, uh, well, it's called a rat. It, looked to, it didn't look like a rat to me. It looked actually like a hamster, but... Or, but I thought, what is it, Gustav? Yeah, Gustav, Gustav, something like that. Gustav. Yep. And then the chameleon. I just thought I would go that way. Okay. Gustav and then the chameleon just to, because it's something, a different animal that I've worked with from before. So. All right. Sounds good. So uh, Gustav, he is uh, listed at, on uh, PetFinder.com, and he is a, the Dumb Friends Animal Leg here in Denver, Colorado. He is a male. Called, they call him an adult. Uh, no age specific age, but we don't need anything more than that. So we just need his photo, and we'll call him by Gustav. Okay. So let's go ahead and tune in and introduce yourself. When you think you've got him, let me know. Okay. Okay, and is he interested in working with us? I got yes. Yes, he is. That's correct. So we want to really find out what this guy wants. Now, before we start our line of questioning about a forever home, let's ask him first, do you understand that you are up for adoption, and do you understand what that means? Uh, yes. Okay. Now ask him, what does this mean to you? Now this is the practicing the art of listening. He may or may not have the full gist of it, so let's hear what he knows. Okay. My God, he didn't know how he got there. Okay. Do you understand, Goose Gustav, how how you got there? Ah, he says I was driven here. Okay. Do you understand why you're there? No, he doesn't understand why he's there. Okay. I did hear that. Okay, good. Fill him in. Educate him. And just say that out loud so I can hear what you're saying. What do you mean by filling in, like, the, what the adoption process is, or...? Yeah, just real brief. Explain to him why he's there at the shelter and what the shelter's intentions are regarding getting him adopted. 
Okay, let me think how we're going to say this. All right, Gustav, um, the family you were with were no longer able to take care of you, so they have brought you to this place called a shelter, and their job is to find another forever home for you. Okay, and I'll what? Ask him, do you understand that? Do you understand that? Got okay. Mhm. Yes, he understands that. And nicely said. Short and sweet. Excellent. So he now knows that. Now ask him the question, which is also important to ask these guys, are you open to being adopted by a new person or persons? I got yes before you finish the question. Okay, good. It's good to ask that question, Mary, because sometimes you'll ask these animals, especially animals in foster homes, like if you were to ask uh, Sammy, his foster name is Dweezil, we call him Sammy, if you were to ask Sammy, hey, you open to being adopted, he'll tell you no. He really wants to stay here. Okay. So you need Oh, wow, I see. Oh, in a foster home, yeah. I could see uh-huh. that. Yep. Now, not all foster dogs, you know, want to stay with their foster, but some do, and, and he certainly does. Um, it's good to know where an animal stands because that affects the energy of what they put out. What I've discovered is if an animal says, no, I'm not open to being adopted, I want to stay here, yeah. then that influences it so much that all the questions you ask them can sometimes be negated by their intense desire to stay where they're already at. Okay. And in that sure. case, if the foster says, okay, I get that, like I've told Sammy, I get that, Sammy, and I adore you, but you know what, I can't keep another dog. We've already got three, and you will thrive in another home. I really believe you'll thrive in the right home. Then you can just educate on the animal and why they can't stay and what you hope for them. Sometimes that sways them, and sometimes it doesn't. Okay. okay? So we know where he stands. He's open. Awesome. That means the energy is in a good space for this. Yeah. All right, so let's find out what he wants. So ask him, what do you want in a forever home? And leave that open-ended. We're going to let him go wherever he wants to take us. I got soft, dry bed. Okay, did you tell her this, Gustav? He says, I want a soft, dry bed in my house, yes. So, yes, this is correct. What else does he want? Okay. I got something to keep me busy. Uh-huh. I hear playtime, which is something to keep me busy. Good. Ask him how much space he desires. I heard lots. Yes, well done. Now, when he says lots, can you get a feel by going into his body right now for a second? He tells you lots. Take a look from his perspective what lots feels like and see if you can give me some sort of size comparison I get the sense of him in a cage 
the cage is pretty big compared to his size. I don't, and there isn't, there is room, there, there feels, again, it's a cage, I don't know, like, I don't know how to do inch-wise, um, but there's a, there's space in it where there's not a lot of, um, there are toys, but it's not junked up, so there, it does feel like there's open space in it. For him. him to move and run around, right? Yes. Well done. Good. I would describe it as like the size of my, my little dining room here, which is maybe, I mean, oh gosh, it's a crazy size. It's not what they sell in stores for cages, but it's probably about seven by six feet. So he would like quite a bit of space. And you're right. Wow. Yeah, I didn't picture it that big, but wow, yeah. But I did get, as I said, when he said lots, I got the sense of wide expanse of space. That's true. Yeah. So now, imagine putting him in a, um, are you familiar with aquarium sizes? Yeah, uh, pretty close, yeah. Yeah. Okay, you, you give me an aquarium size that to you is pretty big, and let's see how he feels in that size. What is it, 20 gallon? Okay, sure. Let's do a 20 gallon tank. I'm familiar with that size, too. So he's in that. Feel it around him. Is that big enough? I get the sense yes, but I also didn't picture him in that big dining room you talked about. So. Okay. So it's yes based on... What? How? Ask him this. How much time do you want? How much? Mm, yeah. How much time in a given day do you want to spend in your cage? Okay, got that. Let me clear it and try it again here. I got while I'm sleeping and eating. Uh Uh-huh. I also got he wants to be out moving around. Right. And does he want to run around in the cage or outside the cage? Outside the cage. Yes. So a 20-gallon is perfect size if all he's going to do is Okay, I heard the sleep as well. He says yes to the eating. And that's on the contingent that he gets out during his waking time. Yes. That would make this guy super happy. That's his ideal. Okay. Now, the average rat owner, do you think they're going to do that? No. No. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) I'm just thinking of the little cages that they sell for rats, and they're not... They're not a 20-gallon size, are they? No. I don't know, though. No, I shouldn't say because I actually don't know anything about rats. Or, yeah, I've, I've been a rat owner. I've owned rats. Oh, um, so I'm... The average pet owner does not do what he's asking for. However, this is his ideal. So it's a great thing we're talking with him today because you know what? There are people out there who do allow their rats to run free when they you know, are home and all that. I did that with my rat, Sophie, and I have a friend of mine in college. She always had rats, and every night she'd let them out and run around her dorm room. 
I mean, for hours on end. So how, there are people out there that do that. Right. How, not to interrupt, but how big was your rat, like size-wise? Well, size, your average typical. You know, like if you go in a pet store and you see the adult rats, you know. So, I don't know. The typical size. She was longer and than... Bigger than a hand. See, I'm still picturing them more like a mouse, I think. Oh, no, no, no. Mice sit on the palm of your hand. Uh, a right. rat from the length of my um, tallest finger to probably her body, this is minus the tail, probably about four inches, three inches beyond my wrist. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did you catch them? Did, they, did Sophie want to come back? Oh, yeah. Every night she got out of her cage, and I, I was only a cat owner at the time, and the cat always slept with me uh, in the bedroom with the closed door, so I knew Sophie was getting out every night because she, well, one, I could see the top part of her cage always ajar, and I didn't freak out too much about it because the thing with rats is they're very homebound. If they're treated well and they're happy, they go back into their cage of their own accord, whereas mice and hamsters will run away and you'll never see them again. Yeah. So rats are different like that. Oh, yeah, she'd run around my, my living room, my dining room, and my kitchen, and the cat was, you know, the door was closed, so she, the cat couldn't get her anyway, but she was always in the cage by morning. So Sophie got what she wanted, and I didn't freak out about it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, so back to listening to him. Great. Yeah. So ask him, what kind of activities do you want to do? Did not get much here. Got the word ball. Okay, so ask him what do you want to do with this object. I got move it, play with it. Uh huh. So he's trying to get across to you the concept of he wants to play. Okay, I want to play. Remember um, how sometimes we'll give you images? Did it come through as an image? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but not like a... It's one of those things where the way it comes, it always messes me up on how it's coming through because I didn't see the picture, and yet, in a way, I did. It, does that make sense? It uh-huh. isn't like if I close my... You know how sometimes you can close your eyes and you actually visually see a picture? Well, this was... The sense of it was so strong, it was a sense of him playing with a ball. Okay, so. good. So he's trying to get across the concept of play. I want okay. to play. Okay. Playing to him is very, health, uh, very healthy for him and his psyche. All right. So he wants to play, good, which means he's going to need room to play, so the universe is hearing all this. Ask him, what else do you want to do? Got eat. Yes, I hear him say eat as well. 
Good. So this is a being he wants to be provided for. So the universe is hearing. He wants an owner who's going to provide him with food. Good. Now ask him, do you want to be picked up and held? You know, and of course, let's assume always in a kind way, by a human. I see a visual of that happening. Okay. Is, what does that mean? Um, I got the words a, a little at times. Yes, good. So he does want to be handled a little, and you're right on about a little, because I get he hasn't had much handling experience, but he is open to it. So well done. Okay, so excellent. So he's telling the universe, I want somebody who handled me a little, maybe not every single day or all the time, but yes, a little at least, good. So ask him, do you want to live as the only rat in your cage, or do you want to live or share your home with another rat? I got only. Yeah, he does prefer only. Ask him why. I like the attention. Attention of what? Oh, 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 you're talking attention of like a single human. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right. So did you tell her that you want, like, the attention? Okay, well, he seems to think that he will be able to get out more if he's the only one. Uh, yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, so that's okay. okay. good. So go ahead and ask him, do you want a person to play with you on the floor? Okay, yes. He does say yes. Good. And ask him, do you want somebody to love you, or is that unimportant? Some animals don't care about that. Okay, he wants somebody to care about him. Okay. So I didn't get that it's necessarily love exactly. Okay. Okay, he does want somebody to care about him. Okay, good. But is it full love? Like full well, mushy, you know what I mean? Ask him that. Propose to him the way you you like to be loved and say, is this the kind of love you're after? I got no. Correct. Much more basic, isn't it? Yes. Good. That's that. That'll be enough to make him happy. Very good. So ask him, how important is it to you to have a clean cage? I'll ask it again. I got it is important. Yes, very important to this individual. Is that I'm just curious aside here, is that true of rats? It depends. I just don't know anything about them, I just wondered. Rats in general they do like to have keep themselves clean. 
they do prefer clean over dirty. I know all the movies portray dirty rats and all that. I know. Orders, but it's not really true from the ones that I've spoken with. I'm sure there's some out there. Just like some people are, are fine living in, you know, filth. Sure. Um, but I'm sure there's some rats like that too, but not him. Good. So we've got the basics down. The universe has heard this. So we've got environment covered. Okay, what kind of space do you want? We've got food. Okay, he wants to be fed. He wants to be cared for. He wants to be basically loved. Um, as far as engagement with people, he wants to, again, be cared for, but also, you know, some handling. He'd like somebody to play with him on the floor. So we covered environment, engagement with others. Uh, we also covered that he wants to live as a single rat. So do you see there's kind of like a few main areas you want to discuss? And you might be like, how am I going to remember all these? Well, just think to yourself, well, okay, it's a rat. What's an everyday life for a rat? And you may not know much about them, but you know they live in a cage. How much space yes. do you want? You know that they can be in a, you know, singles or pairs. Okay, what does he want here? You know that they, some of them never get touched by their people and live in cages 24-7 their entire life, and other ones have a lot of engagement. Okay, everything exists on the spectrum. So we're just asking him the real natural questions about these areas. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Ask him, is there anything else I've not asked you that you would like in a forever home? Okay, this was weird, but I'm just going to tell you so we can analyze it out, is I got kindness. <laughs> he wanted the human to be kind to him. Did you tell her that you wanted somebody to be kind? She says, it's very important to me, because unki unkind humans don't let their critters out. Okay, that's his belief. Oh. That's his belief. So, yes, you heard Yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and thank him, unless you have another question. Do you want to ask him? Nope. But I would like to thank him. He's a cutie. Thank you, Gusto. Although I'm not sure that he wants to be called a cutie. but He <laughs> <laughs> can still tell it's an adoration word. <laughs> Excellent. So see how pretty simple that was? Just asking and listening. Asking and listening. Yeah. If you had an open-minded shelter to work with, you could certainly relay the answers to them or not. Did you always go, do shelters generally want you to go in person, or do they do pictures? Um, the, the reason I'm asking, especially in the beginning, again, I've got t work that I still need to do to get this all in place, but I like working with pictures so much because I do believe, at least in the beginning, I would be very distracted with the personality of the yeah. animal. Um, so. I did that in person. It was in my early days of communicating, probably my second or third year in doing this work. Um, okay. And so I did. But they were also five minutes around the corner from me. These okay. days, it's so much easier for me to just do a lot of animals by phone with pictures. So the three oh, shelters yeah. that I work with today, one being still the MSBCA, and of course I'm in Colorado now, so everything is by photos. Um, no, all of that is on the phone with a person, or I will do uh, email transcripts for those. Sure. Okay. All right. So let's take a look at the other being, so the chameleon. So this yep. one is described as a female. Um, I'm sorry. I thought I wrote down the names of all these guys for you, but I see I did not in the email. That's right. Uh, this oh, it says Palma. 
Oh, okay. I don't know. At the very beginning, it goes P A L M A, adult female chameleon. Okay. Okay. So you think Palma's the name of this chameleon? Yes, that's what they're calling it at the shelter. Okay. Yep. So this guy is in a shelter in a rescue, um, and I believe it's in. What do I have written down there? Idaho to Idaho Springs, Idaho. Is I D Idaho? I think. It is. Yep. Okay. So he's in. She is in Idaho. Excellent. So the bio of this, just so you can have the human perspective, because sure, when you work on an animal pet finder, you've always got the human perspective, and I do read those. Um, sometimes I don't read them until after I connect with the animal because I don't want to be swayed, but most of the time I'll read them just because I find them entertaining. It's the person's point of view. Anyway, they said that generally she doesn't like to be held. She can be a bit cranky. Um, she, they also put on there that she's much better at being held these days than when she first came to them. And for a while she was only eating crickets, but they branched out to hand-feeding her cockroaches too. So I don't know much about the chameleons, but apparently in the chameleon world that's a good thing, to have variety. <laughs> so, so, Palma, so let's go ahead and connect to her. Okay. And can you gauge her interest in talking with us? I don't get that she's super interested. No, she's not. Well done. And I do like to kind of note those things as I go into a session and listen to what I'm going to say to her to see if we can get her to listen a bit more. So, Palma, um, this may actually be right up your alley talking with us here uh, because not only are you a teacher for us, which we so appreciate your assistance in being, but every question we ask, the universe will hear, and this will have an impact in you attracting the ideal future home that you would like to attract. By us asking you key questions, you will get to attract these things more readily. And so you may end up in a, living your life in an environment that really makes you happy and that you thrive in versus just surviving. Do you have a greater interest in talking with us now, knowing what it can do for you? What is the response? I got yes. Yep. Can you feel how there's greater interest on her end now? Well, the way I'm feeling it, which I don't know, I got a sense when I... Oh, up the picture even before we got on the phone that this chameleon had had attitude almost grumpy um and what i got through the course of you talking to her that it the grumping i'm going to use the word grumpy i don't know if it's true grumpy but anyway that that eased and she was more interested it was like okay all right uh, you know, I'll consider all of this now. So Okay, yeah, she will now consider this. That's definitely accurate. But sometimes our animal friends need that little, you know, here's what's in it for you thing. Because otherwise yeah. they think, oh, I'm just doing it for something for you. You're listening to me. All right, awesome. Now I'm going to let you take this one by the reins if you feel ready to do this. I'm going to let you choose the questions, listen to the responses, and I will certainly confirm for you as usual instead of me giving you the questions. Is that okay? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> well, you can, you can ask questions. I mean, questions is the easy part. It's the, it's the listening that you're developing skills around. Yeah, that's so. true. Okay. Yeah. 
So where do you want to begin with her? Let's begin with her environment. What would she like in terms of her physical environment? Okay. So Pama, what kind, can we use the word environment with her? kind of environment, cage, how home would do you see yourself um, living in? Okay, ideally. Ideally. I, well, I heard sense was a great big um, gallon tank, like really big. Um, What would be in this big gallon tank that you're logical question. And your first one's correct. I hear her say lots of space, which is your equivalent of the gallon tank. So different words. Yeah. Good. So what is in that space? Bedding, like a place to sleep. I got lots of room. I got a tree branch or something like a piece of wood. Good. Ask her anything else. I saw ten of. I saw water. Good. And this is all important. Maybe mundane to us, but all important to her. And the universe hears everything. Good. Anything else? And it was warm. Yes. I got the sense of warmth. Definitely, you're right about the warmth, okay? Warmth, humidity, okay? So humidity may be your water or it might just be drinking water, okay? So well done. Tree branch, absolutely correct on. She shows me leaves and branches and vines and things that climb on, basically. The lots of room is right on. The bedding, tell me more about how that one came through. The word bedding, that actually came through before I finished the question. Okay. So it came through as a word? Yes. The other ones came through more as pictures. Okay. Okay, awesome. Did you tell her bedding? She says, I want a place to call my own. So it's the same idea. It's a, one could call it a bedroom or, you know, a place to bed down. Okay, so the word bedding is, again, a word to describe the concept of a space of my own. Okay, a place to sleep. Now, what about that versus, because my bedding concept was more a place to bed down eventually okay and does she need that i don't know so and when you say bed down is this like to hunker down low get into something and sleep yes okay okay so in that case nope i'm not getting that i'm getting more the the little space that she requires in order to call her own so she can sleep or bed down for the night well i did get the bed down for the night actually that's what i mean for sleeping actually the word bedding and i didn't quite but it, I was relaying it to sleeping, 
exactly. Okay. If you're that was it. Sleeping, that is correct. If you're relaying it to shavings and things to snuggle in, no. I know it's weird. There is a thing that came through, and it. I did get sleeping. I didn't get shavings. I don't know what the the picture I got of it was. There is a substance on the bottom of the the big tank, but I can't tell you what it, that substance is. So I don't know. Okay. okay. So give yourself credit for a place to sleep. The bedding related to a place to sleep. Because I heard you say, "I want my own private space to sleep." Same thing. Okay. Cool. Good. So we've got environment. So ask her, do you want the cage walls to be, I don't know what the hell's chameleons in, um, glass, plexiglass, for example, versus wire? Okay. I got glass. Good. Yes. And ask her why. Why? I guess so I can look out and see things. Uh-huh. Very good. So let's let's go off of that. What might be a next logical question? She wants to see things outside her tank. You now know that. As an ACer, so we can get her heard by the universe, what do you want to ask now? Mm, okay, let me think. What what kind of human or family would be your ideal family? Hey, very good. I got the se- actually the sense of one person. Okay. And why ask her? And ask her why one versus many. Okay. Pama, why one person versus many or a family? got the sense of that she didn't like commotion and that if there were a lot of family members there would be a lot of commotion I also got the sense see again this isn't coming in words so I don't know if I'm making translation here that she keeps that every time I ask her it was the sense of an individual standing there that she that on some level she wants a connection with an individual, yes. a human. Yes. So she wants to kind of have somebody get to know her is how she puts it, and that can only happen in her mind with really one person. And yes. you write about one versus multiple. She feels less vulnerable living with one, knowing the environment will be quieter, versus many where it's going to be more chaotic. So you're yes. right on. Okay. okay. What do you want to ask her now? Um, trying to think back to what you asked. 
cussed off to see. Okay, it's Parma. Can I ask her an open question, or should there be more specifics before I get to that final open question? Let's get some more specifics. Try asking her around how much interaction or handling does she really want. Okay. She does not, of course, we know that from that paragraph, but she did, I, that's one of the reasons she didn't want a lot of family members, that she didn't want a lot of people touching her and handling her. Correct. But she was okay with the one person handling her. Okay. Now that one person, that future ideal one person, how much does she want that one person to handle her? I got, like, enough to make a connection, just not a lot. Good. So, yeah, minimal to some. It's still very minimal. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing about bios. I will read them, and I will kind of tuck away what they said in my mind, but I don't buy them all. I don't, I don't believe in everything those people wrote because they're writing from their side of the coin. When we sure. talk to the animal, we get the animal side of the coin. So you can't necessarily assume she doesn't like to be handled. Somebody who's been handling her at the shelter may have, you know, reached that conclusion, but never thought to themselves, well, I bet she, you know, doesn't like the, the perfume that I wear every day that permeates my skin or the hand lotion that's scented that I use. Maybe the chemicals burn her little toes, and so she's always freaking out on that person's hand, but you put her on a hand of somebody else and she's fine. Yeah, I find it interesting on this picture. She's on a hand, so... Okay, good. So we have an idea of relationship and environment. Okay, how much relationship or engagement does she want? Okay, one person versus multiple. Well done. So let's ask about food. Okay. All right, Palma. Um... What do you like to eat? Now, again, for me, this is hard because I know what was written. I got bugs. I got the word bugs. bugs. Mm -hmm. Do you get anything else? She likes to catch them. Yes, she does. Good. Does she want to eat anything else? Do you have anything else, Palma? I got an image when I was asking the question of like a little... I would call them a worm, but it's not exactly a worm. I don't know what it is, though, and I don't have the word. Okay. But it wasn't a cockroach. I know she said she liked cockroaches. It wasn't a cockroach. Okay. Okay. So let me ask. So this worm-like thing that you're showing, Mary, Truth, did you tell her that? She says, yes, it's something. I also see a little tiny worm. I see it laying on the ground. It's not an earthworm. It's nothing I recognize. Um, But she says yes to that. Yeah, Good. and it was on the ground. I did see her on the ground. So you're hearing correct, and I don't. I too don't know what that is. Um, I also hear her say fruits. 
Ah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear that. Okay. Um, And it's like, God, I didn't know they eat, but I don't know much about them, so I just jump online. Apparently, yes, they do eat some fruits. Yeah. Aside from Okay. So sometimes the point is you don't have to know anything about the animal. Like, I didn't know what they eat outside of insects, and so I went online to confirm if the fruits is indeed accurate. Um, So that's one way of confirming stuff for yourself, too. Um, Okay. you can ask them questions and have no inkling what these guys eat, period, and still hear the animal correctly. Okay. You don't need a frame of reference, in other words, to talk to another being. You just need to do the art of listening. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Now, one last thing, since it's coming through strong after, how do you feel about the name, Palma? Hmm. Okay. I got that she's okay with it. Okay. I get she tolerates it. Yeah. See, I don't get that this is a very happy chameleon. I I just don't, you know, I could be wrong on this. I just don't, although I haven't talked to any other chameleons, but compared to some of the other, a lot of the other animals, even that shark a while back, um, she's just not a real, I just don't get a sense she's a happy so instead of sensing and concluding, ask her, are you happy? Are you happy, Palma? <laughs> I got the words, I'm okay. Yeah, but I didn't, she is but, okay. I'm sorry, what? She is okay. Mm-hmm. She's okay, especially when people leave her alone. Yeah. And when people start playing with her or holding her, I see her happiness level decreasing. Well, that may be where in my translation of all this, the, what I'm getting, because for me, people that want to like be like animals, people that want to be totally alone are grumpy. You know what I mean? They're not happy, which is my interpretation that isn't, necessarily true about the animal do you know what i'm saying yes i do yeah no there think of a wild deer a wild deer doesn't want to be touched by a human and yet are they happy you know so the yeah actually when i think of a wild deer i do think of them being happy i just get the sense of and maybe i'm it's a i just get the sense that this poor little not poor little but this chameleon is just like you said almost like like the uh, what's the word not grumpy but but the the human that's like you know I'm okay with myself I'll talk to you but really I just rather be with myself and a lot of touching and talking to other people so I don't know if she's that extreme but yeah I would describe her based on the energy of feeling her and if you go right now and feel her energy of everything that was said and unsaid some things we didn't ask when we look at this being I would describe her happiness, or lack thereof, this way. She's quite content, but she has a few complaints. One of the complaints that makes her unhappy in her world is right now the cage size. Whatever they've got her in right now, she feels is not suitable. She has a cold draft Uh. that comes from the top of the tank that people are not addressing for her. Um, She's also saying, I I really don't like it when people hold me. I'm afraid I'm going to fall to the ground. And she thinks people have sticky fingers, too, for whatever reason. Um, As far as what makes her happy, 
when she's got food, when she's got a spacious cage around her, and when she's in a quiet environment. So yeah. she has, just like all beings have, little areas of her life she's not quite content with. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But good. There definitely is more complaints here with this animal than I think any of the animals too up to date that we are to date that we've spoken with. So good yeah. to recognize that. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and thank her. And I'm going to just say a little thing for her. So, uh, Palma or Chameleon, since you're not too keen on your name, I'll call you that instead. Um, I really wish that you, I wish the best for you in attracting a home that gives you all the things that provides contentment and genuine happiness through the remainder of this incarnation. <laughs> How does she feel about that? She appreciated it. Yes, she did. You know, I also got a sense, and I think maybe it's more from us talking about her, she really does need a human, I would think, would, well, can't tell the sex, but that really isn't into touchy-feely animals, sweetie, gooey, you know, kind of thing. They, that they have, the, the human's got great respect for this chameleon and appreciates it, her but you know, isn't trying to make it this touchy-feely pet thing out of her so exactly have you ever met a cat mary who's you know a dog or a cat who's like i love people and i'm very social but i don't really need a lot of touch yeah 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 i know humans like that My well that's what i was saying there's a part of her that i could translate it out to somebody i'm thinking about actually it's like wow it's kind of the same thing they're very content being by themselves actually um you wouldn't call them unhappy. I might because, you know, I look at how what I need and say, wow, you really don't need that. But, yeah, once they have their needs met, really they're content. They are. So, so it, there's all spectrums out there, and all of those spectrums have different things that makes them happy and different things that doesn't. So you can't really categorize animals as happy and unhappy. There's, I mean, they don't fit neat in a box like that. Yeah. Um, it's really cool to discover exactly what you're discovering. So well done. Yeah. Um, all right, let's thank her and disconnect from her. And do you have any questions before we close? Nope. I'm I think this is good. This is really good. I real, you know, I yeah, I'm one of these people that I have grander, you know, I have visions of grandeur, and then I get disappointed. I really want to do this. I, it is so, especially working with these rescue animals to start. It's like, it, like with what you said today, and the whole this would be a way to get them um, adopted. It's like, oh my goodness. And I, I have physical handicaps. I do. I've had RA for 30 years, so being able to work over the phone or with pictures, so I didn't because going places at would be hard at top places it would be perfect for me to help so i really have to get to it here and get 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 to the point that i could do this i really so i, I want feel you a, to change your vocab to i really want to do this to i am doing this i okay. am doing this and what i'm yeah. doing right now in my my beginner stages is enough because the universe doesn't give us anything we can't handle so you're, you're yeah. being exposed to that which you can do right now. You're not being given stuff that you can't handle or can't do. You are doing this. So watch your vocab of, I really want to do this someday, or else you're going to keep longing and longing and longing, and oh. you, want to, you, don't, you keep you know, harping on that wheel and instead say, you know what, I am doing this. I am yeah. doing, and what I'm doing is enough. Yes, yes, for uh-huh. right now. You really yeah. are doing this. 
every single class, Mary, you've been doing this with me. I know because I'm here witnessing it. (laughs) Well, I think the other thing, when I get away from the what I call the struggle, even though, like you said, it really needs to be play, but the work of it, I love animals. And I have wanted my whole life to talk, like the the whole Dr. Doolittle thing. So not that this is Dr. Doolittle, but the whole concept that you could – talk to animals because it always felt like they were talking to me um you know i just get beside myself thinking about it so and and awesome you've created that that possibility you always wanted for yourself it's reality now yeah it's happening for you now it's not a thing far off in the future remember there's no end goal here Okay, at the end of class, I'm going to be, you know, in SpaceX, Y, and Z, in a professional or, you know, even better than, don't go to those spaces of having a goal. Instead, just live it and experience it and be with it. Goals come from the ego. A spirit or soul may have a purpose or an intention, but not a goal. A goal is to finite and black and white and achievement-based. Whereas a purpose is more, you know, I really want to experience this. I want to have this as my path. I want to embody this. You are embodying animal communication. You are embodying animal communicator. If if words and identity are important to you, you are an animal communicator. And where you're at right now is enough, Mary. Really tell yourself that and be thankful okay. for that. Um you know, my first AC teacher was like, you know, all of you beginner students, I'll encourage you to use the phrase, have an attitude of gratitude, because that really allows you to move through anything, any learning in life, far more quickly. Wow. Well, thank you for those words. Those are awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We are set for today. Um, yep. Now, real quick, for next week. Typically what I do for session seven or eight is have you work with your own pets. Okay. Are you ready for that? Well, if we do, let's do it at eight, not next week. Let's try one more week. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, then. I will connect with you next week. All right. Very good. Thank you. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.